Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right left chronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 32. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews. Hi, Grace. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How was your weekend? Good. It went really quick. Yeah, They do. Weekends go quick. I've decided that we're in the wrong business. Oh? I felt like Hillary half the weekend. I I had a painter come and give me, you know, a, a quote. A quote. Okay. Yes. It was $6,700 for about five walls and about four ceilings. Whoa. Are you kidding me? That is the business to be in in Springfield, Missouri. Holy smokes. Let me tell you. How high are these ceilings? Oh, they're not high. They're like eight or ten feet. I mean, they're they're not even close to high. I'd be scared so, to see what a plumber makes then. Yeah, i just been <laughs> running around going $6,700, kind of like Hillary and running around saying, what happened, what happened? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, what are we talking about today? We got a lot to talk about. Oh I my think. gosh, we have a whole lot to talk about. And of course, we have to talk about the Manafort indictment. Yes. You I've know, been busy the, all morning pr- watching that. Absolutely. The pressure was on last week when it was exposed to everyone that Hillary Clinton's campaign had paid for the infamous dossier. And. Mueller really needed to make something happen because there was lots of whispers going around Washington, D.C. about how he should step down or Trump should fire him. Well, Friday there was a leak saying that an indictment had been made and that arrest would be made this morning on Monday. They allowed Paul Manafort to turn himself in. He was indicted sometime last week, probably Friday, on 12 counts. First of all was conspiracy against the United States. Second was money laundering. And third was not registering as an agent to a foreign principal and making false statements to the FBI. We're all familiar with how people pay for that. And seven counts of failure to file reports on foreign bank accounts and financial accounts in general. Now, we learned last week that Paul Manafort had been working for Tony Podesta. Right. Tony Podesta, just to remind everyone, is John Podesta's brother, deep into Chicago politics. Now, his stint with Tony Podesta was just prior to the couple of months he ran Trump's campaign. Right. My question is, was he or wasn't he still working for Tony Podesta? 
Interesting. I don't know. I really don't know. Um, Manafort's former associate, Rick Gates, was also indicted in order to turn himself in. Uh, the two um, were to be charged separately today. Uh, this just in, Paul Manafort pleaded not guilty to money laundering. Um, just a note, in the 31-page indictment, Trump's name does not appear anywhere. Right. So that kind of tells us a story. Yeah, definitely. Shots I mean, have been fired and everybody just ducked down low. Exactly. So. Mueller is not able to go in the direction he started. Yeah. The idea behind his investigation was to take down Trump and connect Trump to a Russian collusion. And that is not at all where the, where the investigation has led them. Right. They just he, found some dirt. Exactly. Now, the only smidgen close to Trump's campaign is George Papadopoulos. He's the foreign, former foreign relations advisors to the Trump campaign. He pleaded guilty to making false statements to the FBI concerning his interactions with foreign officials close to the Russian government. We don't even know if it had anything to do with the Trump campaign or not. It could have been over football. It could have been over football. That's true. Yeah. Now. Well, you know, I, I watched the White House briefing as well and this morning, and a lot of the questions thrown at Sarah was just uh, was ridiculous, had nothing to do with anything. You know, it, it's like, so they, they were in the same room together once. Big deal. Well, it doesn't fit the narrative. No. It just it doesn't fit the narrative that the mainstream media had, nor the investigation had. It doesn't fit the narrative that the establishment rep Republicans have. No. It no. doesn't fit the Democrat, the Democratic narrative. They tried to flip the tables and it failed. Well, you know where it got them? Tony Podesta, John Podesta's brother. You know, we got to remember, John right. Podesta is one of Hillary Clinton's most trusted confidants. He ran her campaign, but she also fed him classified material. We learned that in the, in the email investigation. But today, Tony Podesta stepped down from their lobbying firm in response to Mueller's probe hmm. into the Russian con collusion. So how close is Mueller's investigation actually coming to the Clinton campaign? Oh, I hope. It is starting to look very, very close. Right. It'll be interesting. I think uh, there's going to be a panic soon. I wonder if there is a panic already going on because... Hillary would not comment on this Manafort arrest today. And, and there, logically, it would seem, due to her previous behavior, that she would love nothing more than to comment on Paul Manafort's arrest in relation to Donald Trump. Right. I don't think the in relation to Donald Trump is there. No, I don't think so either. I, I, I think if, if there's anything there... It's very minor, and you will see what they got Papadopoulos on was just lying. You know, it's so Martha Stewart. <laughs> Didn't Martha anybody Stewart. learn anything from Martha Stewart, you know? The, you well, know, the crafty lady spent time in jail for lying to the FBI. 
It's not surprising, though. I mean, we're almost a year later now, and she's still wandering around going, what happened? Yeah, yeah. And and she's still that's on the book tour going, what happened? And that's where her focus is. Yeah. She's trying to sell books because she needs more money. So where is the Russian collusion? Don't we don't really know. We don't really know. Well, I know it has something to do with uranium that was sold off a few years ago. That's all I know. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely was some collusion when they were selling uranium to the to the Russians. You're you're exactly right. But a, a criminal is a criminal, and that leads us to the NFL. Now, oh boy, we have quite a report here. Interesting. Yes, we do. And this report makes me wonder: Are the same guys taking a knee? that have criminal records in the NFL. This report begins, and it will be on our video, correct? Right. With Travis Henry, who fathered at least 11 children by 10 different women. Then he was sentenced to prison for cocaine trafficking. Roger Goodell reinstated him after he was released. That's just the beginning. Okay. The next one is Dante Stallworth. He was drunk, proceeding at high speeds when he hit and killed a pedestrian. He served 24 days in a county jail and went on to play for four more years for four more NFL teams. And if that wasn't enough, Obama invited him to the White House for a visit. Dan Russell, along with two other companions, videotaped himself and others brutally attack and rape a woman from Pennsylvania. Uh, This attack, which took place over the course of five hours after the victim had been slipped a date rape drug. After police seized the video, he was arrested. Yeah, it went on to play. It goes on and on and on. As for teams, the Minnesota Vikings have 42 criminal offenses. The Bengals... 40, the Broncos, 36, the Titans, 33, the Dolphins, 28. And it, it just goes goes on and on. So, again, I wonder who's taking a knee. Yeah. In all, there are 656 criminal offenses that are currently offenders that are currently playing in the NFL. Wow, that is well hidden, isn't it? It is. Now, you got to remember that some of the people that are claiming it's their right to take a knee are also a lot of the people that are claiming women should not be offended or hurt. The whole Me Too campaign. Many of these offenses are against women and children. I don't even know what to say. So, again, we are faced with a lot of hypocrisy. I know that wouldn't fly in the CFL, that's for sure. Well, you know, if you're going after Harvey Weinstein, you sure as heck better go after a guy that, you know, is party to raping a woman for five hours on video. Yeah, I'd say. I I think that that is pretty bad. Hmm. Obviously, there's, there's a lot more to the story there. There is, and it's not the end of the story. No. No, unfortunately, it's not. not. You know, the owners have got to take control of the situation. 
they really have to. And if that means replacing Goodell, I, I guess that's what they need to do. But Goodell, after all, does work for the owners. So how much is his hands tied behind his back? I don't, I don't know. Nobody can really tell what's going on. No. The no. last word was that the owners and the players just don't understand each other. <laughs> Do you think? That's like the understatement of the year, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> okay. So, going on to something a little more positive. Okay. You mentioned last Thursday that... Cadillac's self-driving car was just quarters away instead of years, and we reminded everybody that it is the only before factory self-driving mechanism. And last week, they let a lot of the dealers drive them. They said it was awesome. Today, they allowed some press members, and they said it by far surpasses all self-driving cars that they've experienced Uh, Prior to that, um, GM did laser map every road in the country to program the car. The car will even tell you if it doesn't feel comfortable driving somewhere. (laughs) How cool is that? Great. So not only are the kids going to be whining from the back seat, the car is going to be, I don't want to go there. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I just love that. Okay, now we're going to talk a little bit about Canada. Canada's gone as crazy as the United States. Maybe this might even be a little crazier. But Trudeau has a new power. Gosh, he's cute. But sometimes the stuff he comes up with is crazy. I don't even know what to say. Uh, other, I, if, if I had to guess, I'd be like, yeah, you got a new selfie phone, selfie stick. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a little more powerful than that. Canadian authorities can now take your children away from you and put them in foster care if you are not gender sensitive. Gender sensitive. That's right. Hmm. Oh, there's going to be a lot of unhappy people to hear that, if it is true. And how do you define something like that? I don't even know. And how do you, you know, how do you know whether a child medically should be another gender or psychiatrically shared or it's just a trendy thing to do right and at what age do they know i mean maybe your your three-year-old daughter's acting a little like a boy that doesn't necessarily mean that she is transgender and you need to start dressing her like a boy yeah and, and and think about giving her you know hormones okay Obviously, I got to look into this a bit more. Yeah, I mean, I think that 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 there the danger uh, on the surface it kind of sounds like okay, you know, don't ostracize your kid if they really should be an extra sex, another different sex. Okay, that sounds fine. But how do we define this? Yeah, that's very uh, scary. Uh, I, it is, and uh, I know there's be a lot of people very upset with hearing that. So I got to look into that a little bit further. Yes. Okay. Then I ask you, Connor, can we start pandering to people that are fearful of ghosts? Um, because it's Halloween. <laughs> I, I guess. I, you know, 
The church in Virginia, where George Washington attended during his presidency, will remove the plaque bearing his name because, reportedly, it makes some people fearful. (laughs) Okay. Ugh. You know, George Washington can be nothing more than a ghost these days. Well, 2017, the year there was a war on every statue and every plaque. Right. Yeah. I mean, it it is starting to become an unrealistic fear that perhaps needs therapy, not statues and plaques torn down. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Hillary's back to ostracizing women. Oh, surprise, surprise. On her What Happened book tour, she claims that women who don't vote for women because they are women... <laughs> are voting against themselves. It's your fault, women. And she can't understand it. So she keeps throwing her arms in the air going, What, what happened? happened? What happened? <laughs> oh, wow. You know what? Why in the world does her family keep letting her do that? I know. It's pathetic. Do they just not care about her? Probably not. <laughs> this is a woman that. You know, could go down in history as, you know, breaking some glass ceilings, as she called it. And and she's just humiliating herself, running around going, what happened? Oh, wow. I don't know. And, you know, and she's not the only one humiliating herself. Former Speaker of the House, John Boehner, was interviewed. And in his interview, while he was chain-smoking in front of the cameras... <laughs> said Sean Hannity was nuts and he said a bunch of people in the Senate and the Congress and the funny part is that Hannity tweeted him asking if he was sober. (laughs) Wow. And this happened over emails or what? Texts? Well, that was tweets. Twitter. Twitter. Oh, another Twitter. responded on Twitter. You know, it, it was interesting that after all this time, he just agrees to this interview, and about every other thing he said was the F word, and I don't know, maybe he wasn't sober. I I don't know. Wow. I, I needed to see that, because I really like John Boehner, and now I'm like thinking, gosh, you know, he really didn't get a whole lot done, you know, and we kind of blame that on Obama, but... This was another level of emotional meltdown. Yeah, another low. Yeah. Hmm. But our friend Megan Kelly has had a little bit of a resurgence. Now, I say a little bit because actually in ratings, it, it hasn't really manifested much. But she has been concentrating on the sexual harassment suits at Fox News and in Hollywood. She has, you know, discussed her own experience, and she's had a lot of guests on. Well, in the midst of this, George W. Bush's daughters have written a book, and, of course, they're on their book tour. And she had the twins on her show, and she brought up the fact that she had read several years ago that Papa Bush— George H. Bush and his wife, Barbara, go to sleep at night holding hands. And she made a big deal about how sweet this was and how long they've been together. And 
it was it was very warm and fuzzy. All emotional stuff. All emotional stuff, okay? And, you know, it was kind of pandering to the daughters of George W., and that's their poppy, you know? Anyway, so two days later, she absolutely mutilates the old man because of a report from Heather Lind that said he touched her inappropriately in front of his wife, Barbara, whom he goes to sleep at night with holding ants. Wow. She'll do anything. I don't think she'll be talking to the Bushes again. Yeah. Well, if her uh, ratings keep on, on this slope, she won't be talking to anybody. No, I mean, no. She's, her days are probably numbered. You're right. Okay, and this is a catastrophic failure for Google. <laughs> okay. Their new cheeseburger emoji has failed everyone. Oh, no. They place the cheese on the bun instead of the meat. And people are so upset all over the internet. It's it's just, it's very tragic. Wow, snowflakes everywhere. Oh my gosh, the artist probably didn't eat meat. I imagine he was a vegetarian. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. You can't blame him. He yeah. didn't know where the cheese went. For him, the cheese went on the bun because there would be no meat. Exactly, yes. Oh, my goodness. So, and, of course, we can't hardly have a show without mentioning Bill O'Reilly. Now, this is complicated. Bill O'Reilly has filed suit against an ex-politician for the amount of $5 million. The ex-politician dated one of O'Reilly's former accusers. In fact, not just a former accuser, one that apparently got some money. So there was a gag order put in place, Okay. The politician posted last week, of course, his account would be a third-party account, of the woman's experience. He put that on Facebook, okay? So O'Reilly is suing him because the gag order has been violated. Now, my question is, and I'm not an attorney, is shouldn't O'Reilly have sued the woman for telling her boyfriend? It doesn't look as good. And if he's an ex-politician, he probably has more money. Well, he probably has more followers. All right. So I just don't know if this can go legally anywhere. Of course, you can sue anybody you want. It doesn't mean you'll get a settlement. But is this just a tactic? Because like you said, this politician probably has lots of followers. It's it's certainly going to get more press. I mean, I could see the, the lawsuit because he's the one that made it public. Whereas she may have mentioned it in confidence. Still, she's not supposed to talk about it. Right, yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make it right, though. And I, I mean, I, I, I've been in a situation with a gag order before, and it, it, I was told, you don't tell anybody. Right. You don't tell anybody because of the third-party situation. And I, I, my understanding was if that third party told what you told them, you were the one in trouble. Right. And it should be that but way. I, I don't know. It also looks like O'Reilly will be going to Sinclair TV. Sinclair actually has a large distribution of local television channels. They are currently at about 164. They have just purchased Tribune Media, and that would put them at about 220 channels. They're waiting for federal approval on that deal. There is no reason to believe they will not get it. Um, O'Reilly would have a two-hour day show. I imagine they they would write up a contract or the, in the contract as um, something to protect them from 
his extracurricular activities. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The, apparently the deal is still going down even after this, the word of this $32 million payout to Least Wheel. Well, it might have been, you know, something like this. Hey, Bill, we want you to work for us, but you're just going to work with dudes. You're just going to work with dudes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's good. Yeah, that might work. Yeah, well, it would. No <laughs> women are going to work yeah. with you. You're just, yeah. you know, we'll just cage you. Okay. Yes. Okay, here is big, big breaking news. I mean, everybody's in on this dossier. I mean, who didn't pay? We find out that Rubio's team paid. The Washington Beacon paid money on the elusive dossier. And the Clinton campaign, the DNC, guess who else? The Obama team paid a million dollars. Not surprising at all. Are you kidding me? And and the dossier, they said, is filled with crap. Hmm. Not a word of it is is true. Oh my gosh. The most so, successful writer in history. Are you yeah, yeah. Seriously, being Jeez. a writer, I'm like, wow, Nobody someone thinks, wrote yeah, this I mean, thing. We're up. up to almost twenty million if if my calculations are correct, that this guy got paid. For writing for fiction. Writing, making stuff up. <laughs> wow. Yeah, nobody gets that kind of money for writing. You're right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. President. Oh, my gosh. Who's going to be next? Um, the Rock wants to be. <laughs> he is considering a presidential run, perhaps as an independent, okay. which never works out for anybody. Right. Wow. Okay. I don't even know what to say about that. Everybody I, wants to get in the game. He to be the hottest president we've ever had. That's for sure. So um, maybe the hottest candidate. So probably the what most liked. <laughs> yeah, the most liked. His so, approval rating would be amazing. Yeah, it, it, you never know. Never yeah. know. Stranger you know, things have happened. Look well, at Trump. You know, people <laughs> like to. You know, the, what's the what's the big question? You know about who would you rather have a beer with? Yeah, there now, you go. In general, we vote for the best looking, the tallest, and the one we want to have a beer with. Now, nobody can want to have a beer with Trump because he doesn't drink. <laughs> yeah. So what do you have? Kool-Aid or Diet Coke? And then there's that weird handshake thing and, and yeah, stuff. The weird, well, he's a dermaphobe. Yeah. That, that's one reason the the Russian thing blew up in this guy's face. You know, they had him doing all this stuff that... No germaphobe would ever do. <laughs> I mean, true. he doesn't even really like to hug people because he'll do that grab your arm thing and kind of lean into somebody and then lean back. Yeah. You know? The yank. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a little bit of a germaphobe. So there's certain people I don't want to hug and I'll do that lean thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't like to just hug everybody, you know? Anyway. After years and years, the IRS settles with the targeted conservative groups. Now, if you will remember, the IRS was targeting groups that were conservative, Tea Party, or Republican-leaning. And they were trying to get, you know, their tax-free status, you know, right. charity, charity. Um, and the IRS was either denying them or... You know, burying the paperwork. Hmm. So they've now got a settlement. There is no money involved in the settlement. Okay. So what kind of settlement? Assurance 
that things will be put in place that will prevent this from happening again. Slap what things her. we wow. do not know what things or procedures are being put in place. Yeah, that's not a settlement. Yeah, I don't call that a settlement either. That's an admission of guilt. That's all that is. That, that's yeah, that's what they got, and that's probably what they warranted. I wonder if Surprise. there's going to be any uh, lawsuits, individual lawsuits, or maybe a class action. Yeah, I think them. some of those got thrown out, but we we should probably look into that. I I heard um, one of the representatives of one of the organizations that was victimized by the IRS, and she said a lot of things got thrown out of court. Hmm. So um, that may be one of them. Wow. Okay. And I know you can be pretty nostalgic, Connor. So I I know you guys just recently lost Sears in Canada. We've almost lost Sears, but um, joining them is J.C. Penney. Basically, wow. the stock has hit an all-time low. They have been downgraded financially, and um, Macy's has taken a hard hit too. Brick-and-mortar stores are just losing markets here. And it's kind of sad. That is sad, for sure. No more parade. Yeah, well, we got to keep Macy's that parade. And when I go to New York, I have to run over to that big store, you know, where Miracle on 54th Street was filmed, you know. It's so nostalgic. Their ceilings are so low in that building, though. It's kind of weird. <laughs> That's why I, I mean, I'm not that tall and I feel pretty claustrophobic. claustrophobic when I yeah. at, wow, this is low ceilings for a department store. So, yeah. I don't know. Sad. I, I kind of like brick and mortar stores. You know? I agree with you there. Well, we don't always agree. But life's a journey and we're all in this together. Remember, don't become a victim. Hashtag nobody's victim. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor. Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace, and thanks for listening. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.